With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hi, this is the bad boy, Joey Janelle, and you're listening to the Going In Raw podcast. Joey Janelle always goes in. This is the American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes, and you are listening to Going In Raw. Hey everyone, Kenny Omega here. In case you didn't know, we have an awesome kick butt show called Stephen Larson's Going In Raw, and they're going to be supporting AEW every week amongst many other things. Goodbye and smooch. Good night. Bye-bye. Hey, friendo, Steve here. And Larson. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you're going to be listening to AEW... What is this one called? Revolution, Revolution. is in the books, Revolution. Larson. Uh, they really brought everything. I thought it was a blast. It was a fun show. Really fun show. Highlighted by, of course, the tag team title match. Wow. Yeah, that was definitely match. I mean, we have a new AEW champion, yeah. uh, John Meoxley. Yeah. Uh, but I think no, for... Gian. Sorry, Gian Meoxley. Yeah. Uh, but I think far and away, that tag match oh, was man. like, man. This show will be defined in the future, I think, by two things. One, that match and uh, AEW cementing Orange Cassidy as yeah. someone to really pay attention to. Yeah, absolutely. And, of course, Meoxley... Uh, with that Gian Meoxley. Yeah, I think everybody kind of assumed that was going to happen. Yeah, sure. But, I mean, it's a big moment. It's the, it's the you know, he's this is only this title change. Jericho the second is, champion. Jericho is the first second one. Yeah. Champion second ever. champion. Yeah. So, now we get a new reign with a baby face. What do you think? Uh, what do you want to see in John Moxley's title reign? Pardon me? What do you want to see in Gian Meoxley's? Thank you. That's going to get annoying to people. I'm, that's the last time I'll ask. Okay. For now. Uh, in his... Title reign, short-term and long-term. What do you want to see? Pack has to be in the mix at some point because they have history. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Of course. Got to get Pack in there. Uh, Yeah, I feel like it has to be Pack. Pack's like the first name I think he's got really got to go against for uh, double or nothing. The developments that we saw during the Pack. Orange Cassidy match with the Lucha Brothers coming out. Might preclude him from getting mixed up with Meaxley. Well, we still have almost, in the short term. Yeah, I'm thinking in the short. Term. I'm looking double or nothing. Okay. That's three months from now. All right. So All right. while we'll get a a best friends Orange Cassidy Lucha Bros pack uh, six man tag on Dynamite this upcoming week, mm-hmm. um, uh, I, you know I, I don't think there's anything precluding Pack from being uh, one of, if not the first challenger for Mox's uh, AEW title. Now the fact that we're sort of talking about this stuff. There are the, the thing that I love about this this pay per view is that there are a lot of questions uh, surrounding a lot of storylines at this point. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, pretty much everything is. I mean, you could you can make the case like okay, so if you look at the women's division with Nyla Rose, a pretty commanding victory over Statlander. Um, you, several people have made a pretty good case for themselves. As the new number one contender, it's got to be Hikaru. Hikaru Shida, you think that be she just won that that match? Um, but like even there, you know, that's not 
crystal clear, but it, it, it seems like it's it's probably a safe yeah, bet. Yeah. Uh, the inner circle, uh, Jericho. We're not sure if he's going to be taking a break. He's got a lot of tour dates in April and May, mm-hmm. so I wouldn't be surprised if he uh, steps aside for a, a, a bit. Mm-hmm. Whether that means they pull a, a Bullet Club type uh, mutiny, yeah, and insert someone else at the leadership, um, whether it's someone already part of the group. Or, or they bring somebody in like Lance Archer, like Brody Lee, mm-hmm. uh, remains to be seen. That'd be, you know, that'd be a really interesting way because, like, Lance Archer is a commanding presence. Oh, yeah. He obviously isn't the household name of a Chris Jericho, uh, but that would be an interesting way to really elevate him off the oh, bat. Yeah, man. Uh, because he has, like, physically and, uh, I believe, uh, on the charisma level, he has everything it takes to be a commanding figure. The inner circle, though, the thing is, because seemingly off the bat, they're not going to be involved in the title picture. Yeah. They can take a step back in terms of their star wattage, their power. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you have Lance Archer in there as the you know sort of the AJ Styles that takes over when, when Prince Devitt leaves, mm-hmm. uh, you know that could be an interesting scenario. It could. Of course, you can also uh, promote within their own ranks. Uh, sure. Jake Hager beat Dustin Rhodes tonight. Um, you know, in, in a lot of ways, he's got the pedigree. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, know who made a really good case uh, for himself, Santana, with that promo a couple weeks ago? Yeah. Yeah. I could totally see him as yeah. a leader of a faction. Totally. Um, or they could just break up. Mm-hmm. I'm sure MJF versus Cody, even in the short term, isn't done. No. After their match. No, given how that finished, not at all. For sure, yeah. And there's a lot of uh, unanswered questions exactly about the relationship between uh, Hangman Page and Kenny Omega, despite the fact that they won the tag team title battle. That's the most intriguing thing. I think that's that's your favorite story going right now. It's the best story in wrestling And it's my favorite story going on. It's the absolute best. I agree. I agree totally. A little tease at the finish is everything. Oh, man. That was good. Is everything. That was really good. Uh, I really like where they're going with Hangman, and I could totally see Hangman by, I'd say, by all in as being a title contender guy. And I don't know in what situation. Look, you can have him, and it's not. it doesn't have to be like a heel face thing, but a badass Hangman page who's going around, you know, uh, lariating everybody, mm-hmm. slingshot lariating everybody. Uh, I think it would be really a really fun matchup for Moxley. Yeah. Moxley. Uh, and of course, uh, the biggest news of the night, no exalted one. Uh, but we did get to see Chris Daniels sort of poke fun at, yeah, he came out in a purple, the idea. a purple robe with yeah. a hood, a la Vince when he, uh, revealed himself to be the higher power. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's just get right into it. So, uh, the buy-in, the pre-show kicked, uh, kicked off, uh, SCU had an interview before the show. Christopher Daniels does a lot of talking to begin says, uh, tonight, the lies of the Dark Order end, and uh, he's going to be ringside with his friendos and SCU and Scorpio Sky's like, nah, sorry, man. Uh, how about you stay backstage for your best interests? That was, man, why is it people don't know how to be cool, like good friends in this, in this company? Scorpio Sky's is keeping it real, man. That's messed up. That's sad. Like Daniels, here's the thing. Kazarian doesn't act like the, like the cringy old man. Daniels has embraced cringy old man. You can't send him in the back. That's messed up. You can't say no. Don't come out there Have with you us. You've seen him lip sync during their theme. It's an embarrassment. Yeah, but you don't do that on camera. You sit him down off camera on BTE on being the elite. 
Because that stuff's supposed to be flying the wall. I mean, Scorpio Sky was like, he, he wanted it. I'm not saying I disagree with him. All right. I'm not saying that. I'm saying you do it in a, in a classier way, Scorpio Sky. I'm disappointed. I'm I thought gonna, he was I'm a classier gonna, I'm guy. I'm not going to take Scorpio Sky to task for that. I think he, he, I think he, he did it as gently as he could. Interview best venue? Maybe not. Mm-hmm. But maybe he thought, maybe it was a situation where he's like, oh, I really need to do this. God, I don't really want to, but I need to do this. Yeah, that was so that was body language. It. He pushed it off. He pushed. Oh it off. yeah, he yeah, yeah. for like weeks. Yeah, because he didn't want to do it because it made him uncomfortable. He wanted to let. His do you mean during down. during the day or for weeks? At least the day, if not weeks. <laughs> They're like showing like he's in the car. I got it. I can't. We got to have this conversation. Play the music up. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, 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 oh wow! Uh, I got five on it. Is on. Let's listen to this. Yeah, sure. Um, and then that's his last. That's the last moment he has to say it, and he has he has to say it. Declare. You got to declare. He has to, and he's like. I not gonna, not gonna, not gonna do it at Gorilla there, where uh, or the dusty position where uh, Tony Khan is sitting, my boss. No, because then he's gonna be like, guys, what's going on? And he don't get the boss involved. He will get HR involved in that. No. So then that we have match Dark Order versus SCU. Decent enough match. The story though uh, happened after the match ended, after uh, Dark Order win. Um, yeah, I mean there was a whole ton of distractions towards the finish. Of course, yeah, you the had Dark uh, Order John had. Silver and Alex Reynolds out there. Not to mention all the the creepers and masks. Yeah, um, that, that allowed. Uh, let's see here. Uh, so we had SCU set up for SCU later. Uno pulls Kazarian out. Oh yeah, Silver Stu, and Reynolds. Yeah. yeah, get on the apron, distract the ref, and then Scorpio Sky rolls up Stu uh, Grayson, and then Uno lays out Scorpio Sky with a clothesline to break up the pin, and then Stu just covers them for the win. Yeah. Like, yeah. Dark Order, you have to hit their finish. Yeah. So the Creepers are in. They're beating up SCU. Colt Cabana. Yeah. Chicago's own. That was great. Runs out, try to make the save. Uh, he drops some Creepers on the ramp. Uh, hockey fight with him and Stu. Uh, he's eventually overwhelmed. And then someone walks out on the ramp with the purple robe, a la mm-hmm. Vince, when he was higher power. That was me. Stu's like, who is that man? Yeah. And then uh, he takes the hood off, robe, cape falls off. It's Daniels. He jumps over the top rope into Stu Grayson. And SCU and Colt Cabana, they clear the ring. Uh, look for eight-man tag team action this week on Dynamite. Mm-hmm. Uh, Colt Cabana making his AEW in-ring debut. Oh, yeah. That's great. Cool. I love him. I think he's terrific. Yeah, I really Colt's- liked him on NWA and uh, – his podcast was a lot of fun too. I'm yep. sad he stopped it. Yep. After that, we had a Jurassic Express interview. Uh, I'm pretty sure we had the volume kind of low at this point. I'm pretty sure they said they were really interested in seeing this MJF Cody match. I don't remember the remember because they were sitting ringside a good portion of the show. I don't remember them actually being ringside for that particular match. No, the camera went close on them during the uh, uh, during was it this match? The Dustin Rhodes. It was like the first two matches. Inner Circle. Stuff. Yeah. It was the first oh, and two then matches. the Sammy because of course Hager and Sammy are Inner Circle. They got beef with them. And then, uh, but I'm like, MJF's not. Maybe I don't. Know, maybe we just misheard because it was like it could be the volume, the volume was, was really low. low. In any event, maybe I did, hear, I did hear MJF at one point during their interview, though. Okay, all right. Uh, so after that, uh, we had uh, Dustin Rhodes uh, versus Jake Hager. Jr. called them swagger during the sort of the introduction when they were just talking to the commentary guys. Yeah, but hey, that's okay. I, I call them swag. Well, these days, no, not anymore. At, I mean, at the beginning, I probably did. called them swagger for how many years? <laughs> yeah, a lot. he probably probably recruited him into WWE. May have. That's yeah. that's the muscle memory you have to unlearn there. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh, at any point, did Dustin really? Yeah, I guess at a couple points, Dustin had uh, some control of this match. He did. He did. But you know, I think we all. Figured this was when he forced himself on uh, on Hager's wife. There was it his wife or fiance? Again, oh yeah, I keep on saying wife. 
Yeah, fiance. I think they said. I think they said fiance. Okay, cool. Right on. Again, volume was low, so it could be. Doesn't make it okay that he did this. No, you don't don't do that. No, (laughs) they're not married. She was grossed out. I would be too. Yeah. Uh, So the finish of that saw Dustin set up for that kick he does to the opponent's front area. Uh, Aubrey gets in the way. Say, hey, you can't do that. So Hager escapes. Aubrey kind of turns her back briefly. Dustin does uh, kick Hager in the front area. He does, yeah. Follows with a destroyer, gets two. Uh, Dustin goes for a cross-arm breaker. Uh, Hager reverses an ankle lock. Dustin escapes that. Sends uh, uh, Hager towards the ref. He, he stops short. No ref bump. And then Hager hits uh, Dustin with a knee to the front area. Locks in. The, remember when Braun came out and started doing that bear hug, choke hold type thing? Yeah. That's Hager's new finish, apparently. Yeah. He locked that in. Uh, ref stopped the match. Aubrey Edwards stopped the match because uh, Dustin was losing consciousness, yeah. apparently. Uh, Hager wins. I was cool. I'm cool with that as a finish. I like that. Big strong guy has like a squeeze you finish. Yeah, I guess in theory it's it could be MMA inspired. What was his cause didn't he hit like his His finish in WWE was the ankle it was lock. It's the ankle lock, yeah. So he had that locked on at one point and then he went to that. Um so I don't know. I'm fine with that. It's it's MMA based. I'm cool with that. I mean He lost the singlet. He doesn't do the singlet anymore. I was cool with that too, but he had knee brace issues. Like the cloth on his knee brace. Like like it fell apart. It was like made out of paper mache. It basically seemed like it fell apart. Yeah, totally. A decent enough match. Uh, Getting Hager over again. I guess if there's going to be a power vacuum at the top of Inner Circle, he can throw his hat in there. The problem is he doesn't talk, and that's really effective for him. Santana's really good at talking, but we'll see how it shakes out. How Sammy do the talking? Do you think? Oh, I love it. Yeah, that'd be great. Have Sammy do the talk. That'd be great. Do you think they should do a little mini civil war thing, or not a civil war, but like you know, a power struggle? Why don't they play boar on the floor? There you go. Why don't they do that? It's time to play the game. Yeah, exactly. It's time to play the game. We're gonna throw some sausages on the floor. Uh, uh, after that, they announced the March 25th episode of Dynamite from uh, Newark, New Jersey. I love this. Um, they said uh, two rings, one cage, war. Mm. 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 Just war. Mm. Blood and guts. It's AEW Dynamite. Blood and guts. I love this because they don't need a dang pay per view. They just have themed episodes of Dynamite, and I think that's terrific. Yep. Um, you might be able to copyright a trademark and name for a match, but I don't think you trademark the match itself. And there's more stank on it when you take one of Vince McMahon's derog- insults. insults at your company and then you turn it into a thing. That's great. That's terrific. That's why Cody is uh, he's, he's damn near a genius. Keep that chip on your shoulder, man. Keep Heck that yeah, chip man. On Heck your yeah, shoulder. man. That's going to be great. Uh-huh. And I like that they even had the font with like the dripping blood off it. Oh, that looked great. Yeah. yeah, man. The tracking was too far off, though. They needed to squeeze those, those letters in. I'm a fan of having tight letters, like just a sliver of I space. I think at the time, if, the, if, if it's right, I'm fine with having the tracking far apart. depends on the font. I think sometimes the tracking far apart, looks, it looks really good. They should have fleshed it up a little bit more. Like it looked like something like, like a raw some gate viscera. Mutant. Yeah. Maybe too much blood and guts. Like have some entrails hanging off one of the letters because it is blood and guts, not just blood. And it goes. Yeah, exactly. It's like a Cronenberg thing. Exactly. Sammy Guevara versus Darby this Allen. This was fun. There was, was a lot next. going on before the bell even rang. This made me laugh because Darby Allen, he took Sammy Guevara by surprise by skateboarding all the way uh, down to the ring, through the ring, and on to Sammy Guevara. Yeah, before the bell. So Sammy comes out first. Darby's second. He gets the ring. As soon as he gets in the ring, he's like, all right, Sammy's ringside and launches himself, suicide dive. Yeah, that was great. Uh, into Sammy. Follows the drop, uh, shotgun drop kick in the barricade. Goes for like an elbow or something. He misses that. Sammy hits him with a huge running knee. They're brawling all around ringside. Hey, Jurassic Express are sitting there. 
Mm-hmm. And then Darby sets Sammy over the barricade, draping, mm-hmm. tapes him over, goes for a suicide dive, comes up a little bit short. Yeah. There was, I mean, that's one thing I noticed and I appreciated because when there's not a lot of room between the barricade and the ring apron, uh, dangerous stuff can happen. Yeah. But also, uh, and Darby Allen, look, man, if any, I would put money on either him or Phoenix as being, being as guys who could launch themselves the furthest on a suicide dive. Uh, and I don't, I mean, do you think this was a, do you think it was a, I don't know. I mean, they should replays, uh, his heel did clip the top rope. Okay. Yeah. When he was going through the top and second rope. I mean, I, I find it difficult to believe that they would have him do this on purpose because it just sort of makes his character look like an asshole and doesn't yeah, really enhance anything else. I know. Uh, so, uh, he's selling like he, 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 he ate it, which he did. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sammy gets a skateboard, chucks it at him, <laughs> yeah. gets the table out from under the ring, puts Sammy on it, goes to the top, hits the 630. <laughs> that was awesome. That was amazing. That was so great. Bell still hasn't rung. Yeah. So, uh, Sammy gets back in the ring. He's telling the ref, hey, just ring the bell. Let's get this going. Or he can't fight. Call the match. Which I wouldn't blame. Look, man, Darby got himself in that position. He didn't wait for a proper match. He went at it. Yep. High risk, high reward. Exactly. So Darby pulls himself up, gets in the ring, ref rings the bell. Sammy runs with like a huge running knee. Mm-hmm. It was massive. Yeah. That earns him a two count. Uh, he's in control for a while. He's going after Darby's throat. Of course, several weeks back, he ran skateboard into Darby's Yeah, throat. that was the thing. Uh, and then Darby makes a comeback, starts working over Sammy's arm. Uh, Sammy uh, gets to the bottom rope. I think it was like a Fujiwara armbar. Uh, and then uh, uh, Sammy pulls Darby into the top rope, follows with a coup de gras on the apron, uh, gets a two. Darby hits code red. That gets him a two count. Then he goes up top. Sammy meets him up there. Darby fights him off. Sammy jumps right back up. Mm-hmm. And within the span of like a quarter of a second, jumps on the top rope right into a Spanish fly. Yeah. That's it's, like the fastest transition to a Spanish fly I've seen in a long time. It's great when you have the two guys in the company who are probably like in terms of being really lightweight, being able to do all that flippy stuff, they can just like run up to the top and do one of those, you know? But usually in WWE, when they do that kind of stuff, they 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 take a beat to make sure everything's set, everything's ready. Nine times, yeah, nine times out of 10, everybody does that. But I mean, that's my thing about these guys is that they're so, they, they have such, that's why they're so awesome. They have such like a reckless abandon mm-hmm. sort of thing going for them. It's these two and Ray Phoenix. Mm-hmm. All those guys, they can just, they have it's like they're so light they have the body control to be able to do yeah, that yeah, stuff yeah, yeah. much but like we saw some top rope stuff with uh, Nyla Rose and Statlander we saw some top rope stuff uh, I'm trying to think uh, I didn't really notice with anybody else yeah but yeah I mean typically things can get a little bit awkward when you're bigger than 130 pounds or whatever these guys are you know I mean they're probably 150 or 160 but uh, but yeah it's always a lot of fun yeah it is fun uh, uh, Sammy got a two there yeah, so Russ checking on Darby. Sammy goes the opposite turn, buckle rips cover off. Tries to ram Darby into it. Darby reverses, uh, like flips Sammy over right into the 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 turnbuckle. Mm-hmm. Sammy goes for a suplex. Uh, Darby reverses that to a stunner. Hits the cop and coffin drop for the win. Man, he cleared a lot of that mat. It was too. Basically halfway. It was the at ring. least at least. So Darby then puts Sammy across the middle rope, uh, grabs the skateboard. Hager runs out rescue Sammy from that particular situation. Yeah, yeah. He was in dire it was, straits. It was a pretty quick match too. It was like, I don't know, probably they 10 got a lot minutes in. or so. Yeah, they got, it was a non, it was nonstop. It was nonstop and it was a lot of fun. It was. Speaking of a lot of fun, match of the year contender, Young Bucks versus uh, Kenny Omega, Hangman Page. Uh, anytime anybody says the uh, Young Bucks don't know how to tell a story, 
uh, uh, prove them wrong. They can kick rocks, as far as mm-hmm. I'm concerned. Uh, this thing was this match was all about storytelling. Yeah, yeah. Young Bucks got their moves in. Yeah, Hangman got his moves in. Yeah, Kenny got his moves in. But it was all within the context of the story. The story, of course, was uh, Young Bucks uh, are a couple of a holes when it comes to getting those titles because they haven't got them yet. I get that they want those belts. They because. Everybody, including themselves, probably consider them the best tag team in the world. But without the validation of those titles, it's just a lot of talk. So there are three men who want want their cake and eat it too. They want we want to be best friends. We want to be family and competitors. But we also want those titles, mm-hmm. and you can't do that. You can't do. There's one man who, despite having, <laughs> despite not being sober most of the time is sober to this. He's sober he's sober when he's, it counts. He's clear-minded when it comes to the facts of the situation. We are a tag team and we're trying to fight off people trying to get our titles and we can't be your best friends. We can't do it. Exactly. And so, uh this match very quickly, you know, from the second Matt Jackson extended his hand out to uh Hangman, Hangman spits in his face and Matt Jackson turns it on and we saw some evil young bucks tonight. Uh, and man, it was so much fun to watch my, I'm not going to even call this a complaint because I think this is going to play into the story, but, and we'll go through the, the, the big beats of the match here in a second, but, uh, Paige and, uh, and Omega won the match and the young bucks brought it back down. They said, Hey, you know what? You guys are the winners. Congratulations. They were, they didn't keep, they didn't keep the heel thing going. They didn't super kick him. Yeah. They didn't super kick him. I really kind of want to see that be the next phase of this feud going into Double or Nothing because I want this to go. There's more here. I mean, that Double or Nothing is three months away. I yeah. want this to keep going yeah. there. Yeah. I want to see this make a turn at freaking blood and guts. Yeah, man. That'd you be know, great. I want to see somebody oh, hell yeah, bloody. Hell, hell yeah, man. That's just, just next month. Really terrific match. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. So uh, uh, after the whole spit in the face thing, young bucks are working heel, isolating Paige. Paige starts working over Matt's back whenever he gets the advantage. Kenny's in. He keeps working Matt's back. Uh, Kenny and Paige at this point are working really well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Paige is ringside. He sets up, tries to powerbomb Matt through the timekeeper table. Kenny runs down and is like, mm, let's just win the match. Tosses Matt back in the ring. You know, take things too far and let's just win. We see the kind of uh, the, the, the mirror of that later on mm-hmm. towards the finish. Uh, so later on, Nick gets the tag in. He clears house, locks in a sharpshooter on Paige. Kenny breaks up with the Katara Crusher. He goes for a Terminator Tope. 
Matt breaks that up. Kenny fends him off, goes for it again. Matt kicks him. No Terminator Tope in this match. Yeah. Bummer. Yeah. Nick covers, gets a two. Uh, we saw Matt pile driving Kenny here. Uh, 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 Matt Jackson chopping, double chop Hangman Page with the throat. Yeah. What's a more heel move than that? No, well, oh, they're sticking a finger in an eye yeah. or kicking someone in the front area. Uh, cattle prod. You heard it here first. Cattle prod. <laughs> um, and so Nick gets back in later on. <coughs> he takes it to Kenny and Paige. Uh, Paige sends him out of the ring. So he goes to do a springboard thing. Paige pushes him off. Matt, or sorry, Nick flips, lands on his feet, turns around, uh, and then hits a, a sunset flip destroyer. This on next Paige. bit was my favorite. This was great. So Paige makes a comeback. Uh, he does Marty's chicken wing thing. <laughs> But he does it so smooth. It was great. So smooth. Like, so, like, he's done it a million times. It was as fluid as Marty when it he calls fantastic. for it because he it does a great. spin in the chicken know, wing. Yeah. It was great. So he locks it in on Matt. Uh, Nick breaks it up with a 450. Matt covers, only gets a two count. Uh, Paige has a, a fantastic moonsault slam on Matt. That gets a two count. Hits a nasty powerbomb. Kenny follows with the V trigger. Matt breaks up, or sorry, Nick must have broken up, broken up that pin. Uh, later on, Matt starts working Kenny's shoulder. So he walks in the match with some rock tape on his shoulder. Mm-hmm, yeah. You know, selling the... Yeah, the, the, this is a great story. The, the match against Pack, And so Matt starts stomping on it, rips off the rock tape. So at this point, up until this point, Matt was blood fever. He was, he was ordering Nick what to do. He was like... You know, it was around this time, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he was telling him what to do. He was, it was just, you know, blood feud going on here. So Matt rips the rock tape off his shoulder. Nick's like, dude, calm down, bring let's it w- down a notch. He literally said, let's just win the match. Let's just win the match. Before that, I want to mention this. This was great. This was fantastic. So, uh, Kenny, he hits the V trigger on Nick. And so he sets up for a one winged angel. He's in the corner. Um, but he goes with the second rope. Mm hmm. He's like, I just want to finish this. Yeah. Nick reverses that into a poison Rana. Yeah, and it was like Matt, the slowest motion poison I know. Rana. It had stank on it. Matt follows the trio of Northern Light suplexes on page on the ramp. Yeah. And the final one, he really takes a moment. It's like, all right, I'm gonna, I got I to gotta do this. Yeah. So he does it not on the, the part of the ramp. He does it on the part of the ramp that has like the LED on it. Yeah. Which you would think would be harder. Yeah. Because it's not hollow. Uh, and then the Bucks follow the Meltzer driver on page on the ramp. At this point, we were both, oh, you young bucks, you a-holes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want you to lose so bad. It's good stuff. So it's down to the Kenny and the bucks in the ring. So they hit a super kick, some super kicks on him, a double Kamagoye cover. Kenny kicks out at one. Yeah. He's on his knees like, do it again. Yeah. Because before they because hit it. Because it's the Golden Lovers thing. And, they said, and the young bucks and said that. And they said that, yeah. They said Golden Trigger, I think is what it's called. Yeah, yeah. And hit it on Kenny, and Kenny kicks right. He's like, give it to me. Yeah. Again. They hit it again. Uh, Kenny kicks out too, and that's when Matt starts working the shoulder. That bit with that bit with the Kamigoya, I thought was fantastic. Mm-hmm. And so Matt rips off, goes after Kenny's shoulder, starts kicking it, rips off the rock tape. Nick says, "Let's just worry about win the match." Matt's staring at his hands. His hands. He's got a ball of rock tape in one hand. He's like, "All right." Buck set up for Melster Driver. Uh, Page, or sorry, when Nick is about to uh, do the springboard off the apron, Page pulls Nick off. And there's just a table sitting ringside for the first, you know, third of the show. We're like, why is that table there? It's got a tablecloth on it. Someone's going through it. We sure were, enough. yeah, we weren't asking why it was there. We were just asking who, which of these guys are going to go through. And it. we both said a Jackson, and, this, yeah. and it was Nick Jackson. <laughs> yeah, it was Nick Jackson. He gets power bombed through that by uh, Page. 
Kenny and Paige hit their finish. We think match over. No, oh, Matt, Matt kicks, kicks out. out. That's great because they've been finishing people off with that left and right. Yeah. But this is a, this is a big match. So then Kenny hits a V-trigger. He go, tries for a one-winged angel. He can't do it because his shoulder's busted up. Yeah. So Matt escapes. Paige gets tagged in. He hits a one-winged angel yeah. on Matt. Yeah. Nick breaks up that pin. Yeah, that was, that was really terrific right there. So then Paige hits a buckshot on Nick, then tries to do the same. Then to Matt, Paige covers him for the win. Paige gets the win for his team. Mm-hmm. So as you mentioned, uh, Matt and Nick walk up to Kenny and Paige. They're like, hey, let's shake hands. Mm-hmm. And at first, Kenny's like, get out of here. Go away. Yeah. And yeah. then the young bucks talk to him, and they're, he's like, all right, fine. They're so like, they we're go. trying to show some respect. They're like, here, take your spot here in the yeah. ring, and we'll back off. But it's like, but all they really the, didn't. It's they at didn't. the direction. It's like his, like Matt's like saying, here, we're going to gift this to you. I know. Like telling them what to do again. I know. And so Kenny fist bumps the Young Bucks. Yeah. In the middle of the ring. And this whole time, uh, Paige is against the ropes, kind of where the ramp is. Mm-hmm. And then. Uh, uh, so Paige sort of gets, he, he then leaves the ropes. Well, they're inviting he gets him on the other side. They're inviting him to join. Yeah. And he's like, no, it's not So he happen. leaves. He's standing there. Yeah. And the he puts the his title down. He puts his belt down, grabs the ropes. <laughs> but well, as, Kenny has remember, his back to him. Remember, as he's getting out of the ropes, he flashes a smile really yeah. quick. Yeah. It was great. And then takes the smile off his face as he turns around. He gets out and he grabs the rope like he's going to do a, a buckshot, a buckshot yeah. lariat. And, uh, and then and Kenny then turns around and the whole crowd's like oh and Kenny looks at the crowd like what are you guys doing yeah the timing of it was perfect because because they gave Paige just like perfect well, like a beat and a half holding that rope so you think he's about to do it after that little yeah. smile and then Kenny turns around mm-hmm. and Paige is like here I'll open the ropes for you partner Paige is on this train until those titles are done and then he is laying everybody out he's he's yep. he's he's at the point where he might not even care if he does it now. Yeah, I know. And it tickles him. And that's what that moment, that's what that character mm-hmm. moment was. Mm-hmm. He's like, I am I just want to lay this dude out. But we're really good together. We got these titles. Where's my beer? And one awesome fan gives him a full beer. Yeah, man. And as they go up and uh, and they it was leave. Fantastic. So yeah, it was it was totally it this this was this reminded me of Bucks versus the Golden Lovers when we saw them a couple of years in Long ago. Beach, yeah. Oh man, this Fantastic. was this was definitely in there. Yep. Uh, following that was uh, Chris Statlander versus uh, Nyla Rose. Man, I feel so bad for Chris Statlander because we heard uh, earlier in the week that she had to cancel an appearance at Bar Wrestling because she was dealing with some sort of illness. Uh, as soon as she walked out, I, you could tell she was still sick. You could see it on her face. You could man. tell she did not feel well. Um, so I felt bad. She put forth a really gutsy performance. Yeah. Uh, tried her damnedest. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could still tell that she was sick. That being said, they still told a pretty effective story. Yeah, no, it was fine. It was good. Um, and yeah, but you could tell there was a couple moments when she just seemed a little slow with a lot of it, which is kind of dangerous in a wrestling ring. But uh, but no, it was fine. Uh, Nyla Rose, of course, ended up getting the win uh, with... Uh, it's like a second rope power bomb. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And it took something like it because I think she not only hit a power bomb earlier mm-hmm. on that, she did, that yeah. Chris kicked out of, um, and uh, commentary was playing up the fact that she was ill too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there was like a superplex spot where Statlander had a hard time getting Nyla up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it just it is because we're Statlander's like. She, She's awesome. She's really crisp really in the ring. She's usually. really crisp. so. This was like, yeah. She just seemed like a half step slow. You yeah, just tell sure. that she wasn't feeling well. Yeah, and it's a bummer because I think if 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 she was feeling one hundred percent, this match would have been awesome, mm-hmm. like super awesome. Yeah. So you see the beats they lay out here, and if it was crisp, and 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 
perfectly executed. It would have been a really good match. Yeah, yeah. It kind of reminded me of uh, when uh, Kyrie Sane went down during that. It was like an Extreme Rules match or something. It was TLC. TLC, I think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's like, man, on paper, that was probably a really good match. And then one person goes down, and then people have to start figuring it out. Yeah. Um, so let's just talk about this real quick. Three months till Double or Nothing, where the next big thing's going to happen. But obviously, Nyla Rose will probably have... A, at least a couple title defenses on between Dynamite, now yeah. and then. Uh, like you said, she is probably the next one in line. Uh, what do you think the big thing at Double or Nothing is going to be? I don't know. My understanding that Awesome Kong is away shooting the next season of Glow. Yeah, that I ain't think going to take that long. Exactly. Assuming she's going to come back. Yeah. yeah. Uh, have her come back as a face. Um, and. And challenge Nyla for that title. Big match. Mm -hmm. It'll be a big match. That'd be mm -hmm. good. In the meantime, yeah, Sheeta, that could be really good. Uh, I wouldn't mind Riho coming back for a rematch. Yeah. Because their, their match to get that title was, a lot of fun. was really good. Yeah. But yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing uh, Statlander get another crack at it at, at 100% because I think that'd be fantastic. Maybe they will eventually come back around to that. I'd like to see this match again. Yeah, assuming Statlander was actually sick and this just wasn't bad chemistry. Oh, she was totally sick. Um, yeah, I'd like to see this match like when everybody's as soon as she walked out. Hundred percent. Uh, shout out though to her dancing alien she had in her Tron yeah, tonight. Yeah, cool. Yeah, the st the stage looked great. Yeah, it was fantastic. But as soon as she walked terrific. out, I was like, oh man, she does not feel well. Yeah, she did not feel well. After that, we had MJF versus Cody. It you can always you can always tell a Co Cody matches are like little mini movies. Uh, because of they're always overbooked. Yeah, they are. They're always very emotional. They're always like plot twists and uh, characters getting involved and always blood. Uh, and we saw a lot of that. And we also saw the debut of a brand new neck tattoo for Cody. He got a Nightmare Family logo right here, just eating up that neck of his. And it's like palm-sized. <laughs> it's massive. It is. It is. It's something else. It's something else. Yeah. It's something else. <laughs> it was distracting is what it was. It Damn. was really distracting. I mean, I, I don't know how effective laser surgery removal is these days, but you can't go back. I mean, here's the thing. He got it done. You can't go back from it. Not it's just there now. Yeah, it's 100, it's just there. 100% there. I mean, if you wanted to, if you wanted to, he could. But I feel like philosophically, given how he's a very public person and in his position, you know, ba basically top baby face of the company, sort of above titles guy, you can't go back on a tattoo. You can't be like, yeah, this is a bad idea. I'm going to get rid of it. Yeah, I know. Yeah, you know, because then everybody's like, remember when he had that tattoo? Yeah. Remember when he got that stupid tattoo? Oh, that was that match. Yeah. Uh, so MJF. It's, just feel, it's a matter. It's feel like it's a matter of placement. Yeah, sure. Sure. Yeah. I mean, Cody's happy with a huge neck tattoo. More power to him. Yeah. It's just really distracting. It is pretty distracting. Uh, MJF's entrance robe uh, and, great. and deep spray tan mm -hmm. and uh, heater. Wardlow looked great. All less distracting than Cody's tattoo. <laughs> uh, he did try to distract us a little bit with his wonderful uh, tights, though, Cody. Yeah. Uh, oh, those were great. It was gold on gold. Gold on gold with some uh, iridescence. Iridescence, yeah. It was very nice. That looked really cool. Um, and then at first, the whole Nightmare family, sans DDP, unfortunately. Yeah, no DDP. No DDP. Uh, maybe a couple uh, students at, uh, was it Nightmare Academy? Yeah, there's some people we didn't recognize. Didn't recognize. One guy looked like a, 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 a amalgam of uh, Cameron Grimes and Riddick Moss. <laughs> um, yeah. 
anyways, they kind of uh, told him good luck and, and made their leave, and it was it was Cody, Brandy, and Arn Ringside. Yeah, and then uh, Wardlow for MJF. Uh, early on, there's back and forth. Uh, both of them seemingly want to end it pretty quick. MJF gets out of there, goes in the heat, and the crowd starts healing up, knocking people drinks, yeah. knocking somebody's hat off their head. Gets back in the ring. Cody hits uh, that punch where he falls on the ground and punches somebody. Cody Cutter gets like a one and a half. MJF rolls up the ramp. Uh, Cody did something that was fun but kind of cheesy. He spring sprints all the way up to the stage. And he, I guess he just happened to know that MJF was going to stand up by the time he got back up there. Sprints back down the ramp to lariat at him over. Well, the great the thing rope. is he sprint up the stage and around the corner. So like it looked like he was just sort of running away, yeah, no. but yeah, then he comes back and he and he runs and he does that thing. Uh, later on, Warlow was not afraid to get involved in this match, so he pulls MJF out of the ring. Mm-hmm. Brandy comes over with a cup of water, dumps it on him in his awesome looking suit. Man, so he'll heat for her. Uh, he's getting mad at her. Is that when Arn got the chair? Or is that later? No, that was later. So she she walks away. He follows, and then as he's walking after her. Cody hits a suicide dive on Warlow. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Cody tries to get back in the ring. MJF pulls his shoulder to the top rope, and then Wardlow slams it into the ring post, and then MJF tosses him to another ring post, starts working over his arm. So here's a story beat. MJF then takes off Cody's boot. It was the foot with the broken toe on it, Mm -hmm. and then he starts trying to eat some dinner. You know, it actually, considering that Cody lost a toenail off that toe, it actually makes more sense that he bit it. Yeah, I know, I know, yeah. It was some good, yeah. They should have shown that on, like, the, the Instagram post, I know. The Instagram post with, like, the busted up, the toe, that toenail it came off. It's yeah, disgusting. That, that, that probably hurt. Yeah. Uh, so Cody makes a comeback, hits the, the reverse suplex off the top rope, falls with the disaster kick, uh, goes for a suicide dive, but Wardlow's off on the apron. So uh, Cody stops. Arn gets a chair. He walks towards Wardlow. And then all of a sudden you look and MJF has cut his... Basically, his hairline, he's gigged his entire oh, hairline, and there's just blood everywhere on his face. Yeah, Again, yeah. this is a Cody match. That so happens. Cody starts going after the giant wound on on uh, MJF's head. Mm-hmm. Uh, this spot was great. So MJF goes for a pin on Cody. In a full view of the referee, he puts his feet on the ropes, and Wardlow comes over and tries to hold them down. So this referee in general... Uh, just sort of took rules as suggestions. But the rest reaction to this was great because it was, yeah. really? It was like, ugh, come really? on, dude, just right in front of me? Really? So, so Brandy jumps off the apron at Wardlow. He catches her. Uh, Cody comes up to Wardlow, and, you know, hey, let my wife down. Yeah. Uh, he does. He tries to kick Wardlow. Wardlow gets out of the way, and Cody kicks Arn square oh, in the face. Oh, no, and everybody goes down to make sure Arn didn't just die. I know. <laughs> So Cody rolls back in the ring. MJF hits a low blow. Cody kicks out of that. Um, that spot I've seen done, it always makes me worried where someone tries to suplex someone else out of the ring. I and hate that fall spot. Out. I that hate that rough. spot. Yeah. Uh, Cody goes for a crossroads. MJF reverses it into a double cross. Cody kicks out. Uh, MJF takes the weight belt off Cody. The ref takes it from him. This is when the ref was really being liberal with the rules. <laughs> uh, ref takes it from him, as he should. Cody low blows MJF. Ref didn't see it. Yeah. Hits a vertebraker. MJF kicks out. And then Cody gets the weight belt. Hits MJF with it. And the ref's like, give me Hey, belt. don't do that. Give me the belt. And then Cody says, come on, man. Just let me get one in. Even though he already got one in. And the ref literally just shrugged. Gives him the title. Gives him the belt and says, all right, whatever. And so Cody gets <laughs> Cody one more does. shot in. Aubrey would never have let. Nobody else. Knox. Nobody. Nobody would have let them do that. that I know. Except for this guy here. I know. So he gets one more shot in. Tosses the belt to the crowd. Uh, and then MJF grabs uh, Cody's ankle. He's crying. He stands up. He hugs Cody. He's like, I'm sorry, Cody. 
and then spits in his face. Cody hits crossroads, then another, goes for another. MJF knees him. Uh, apparently, at some point, he'd gotten the diamond ring in his hand out of his tights. Yeah. Put it on his finger. He punches Cody with it, puts the ring back in his tights, covers him, and gets the win. And there's your win. There's, yeah. So MJF gets the win right there. Cheating and, the win. And it obviously seems like, I mean, this is a great story that got going on right here. Um, and uh, obviously, it's going gonna, it's gonna to keep on going. Yep. The only question is how is now that MJF has a win over Cody, what's MJF, I'm sorry, what's Cody going to be able to do? To convince MJF to run it back and get another one going. Yeah, I know. So we'll see if he'll have to I take know. 20 lashes this time. Who knows? Uh, next, this match with the Blast, Pack versus Orange Cassidy. Yeah. Uh, it was all about establishing or uh, informing people that Orange Cassidy can, in fact, wrestle. Well, he's he, not just a comedy gimmick. And here's the great thing, too, is that I, I honestly think that out of everything that happened tonight at Revolution, at no point was the crowd hotter than they were tonight for Orange Cassidy. Mm-hmm. I mean, when he was at fever pitch, they were they were at fever pitch. Yeah. And yeah. It, it was really, really It was fun. really cool. So early on, he tries to put his, Cassidy tries to put his hands in his pocket. Pock's like, stop. Uh, uh, Cassidy flips him over. And then he's doing the shin kicks thing. And Pac's playing along with it. It was actually pretty mm-hmm. funny. And then Orange Cassidy, you know, steps back. Sweet shin music time. Pac just pushes him over. Uh, and then Orange Cassidy does all sorts of stuff. Hip tosses, all sorts of crazy stuff, all with his hands in his pocket. Yeah. It was pretty great. Uh, Orange goes for a suicide dive. Pack intercepts him with a kick. Sends Orange ringside, toss him the barricade, then the ring post. That was a hell of a sell on that ring post shot. Because it was like just his head. I like know. He went, yeah. He has the upper hand, uh, hits a massive power bomb, mm-hmm. hits him a two count. Pack hits a superplex, that earns him a two count. Uh, goes up top, and then Orange Cassidy rolls out of the ring. So Pack goes around, tosses him back in, goes to the opposite corner. Orange Cassidy rolls out of the ring. Uh, and there's a funny little bit where Orange is there in the ring kind of smiling at Pack. Mm-hmm. And then Cassidy eventually hits that suicide dive with his hands in his pocket. Yeah. Um, and then hits a top rope crossbody, a tornado DDT. Pack kicks out immediately. Mm-hmm. He goes for a brain buster. Orange reverses that into a stunner. Goes up top. Pack knocks him off. Joins him up top. Uh, he goes for like a tombstone it looked like. Uh, Orange reversed that into a DDT off the top and then goes back up a jumping DDT. Mm-hmm. Pack rolls out uh, on the ramp. Trent puts him back in. Cassidy is, hits an air raid crash, gets two. Lucha Brothers run out. They and best friends brawl. So Orange is distracted by that. And that allows Pack an opportunity to lock in the brutalizer. And like immediately, Orange Cassidy taps her. He says, I'm, I'm done. Mm-hmm. He tapped with his head. He did this. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I probably would have had, I don't know. It's Pac. You can't have Pac lose necessarily. And I think here's the thing is Orange Cassidy, the, the right now, is it's they've introduced him to a wider audience as this character mm-hmm. who, by doing very little, can be wildly entertaining. Yeah. This match wasn't about getting Orange Cassidy to win. This match was about showing people that Orange Cassidy can wrestle. Yeah. He's more than it's, just It's going to make gimmick. people want to see more of that. Yeah. He can probably take a handful of losses. And when he wins, do you think the roof would blow out the place? If he won this right, match, yeah, yeah, yeah. just wait a few weeks when he actually does beat somebody. Yeah. And that place is going to explode. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and then our main event, Mox versus Jericho. Rough, physical, deliberate brawl that saw uh, Mox take a good chunk out of his forehead under his eye patch. But surprise, his eye was all healed up anyways. He even did all the pantomiming stuff. He takes it off at the end, and he's like, I 
can I can see all of you. You I see, I can, can see, see you. I can see you. The oldest trick in the book. I, I kayfabed it. So uh, it started out. It, I mean, this it, you know, the first couple minutes of this was just them brawling through the crowd. Yeah, uh, Jericho has has sort of evolved his game into a very brawly game. He's a brawler now. He's a brawler now. He's That's not what so he much does. Technical wrestler anymore. He's a brawler now. Right. Exactly. Um, and so there's a lot of brawling ringside. A lot of brawling, brawling, brawling. Uh, XLAX got involved for a moment. Mm-hmm. At one point, uh, Santana and Ortiz get on the apron. Mox knocks Ortiz or Santana off. Tries to do the same with Ortiz. Instead, Moss gets hit with the sock. Yeah. Jericho follows with the line salt, gets the two, and it was great. Later on, Aubrey uh, kicks XLAX out. Mm-hmm. She really. Oh, man. I love that. You know, it's funny, dude, because we've talked before about how we really like our interviewers to be, you know, to give the same respect to the interviewers mm-hmm. that WWF used to give to Mean Gene. Have them be part of the interview, have them be part of the story of the interview. They don't really do that a lot these days. Thankfully, AEW does, you know, when Shivani's interviewing, he's always part of it. Yeah. Um, and I really appreciate it. I know this isn't everybody's cup of tea because I've, I've heard this on Twitter or whatever, but I'm a big fan of Aubrey. I think she brings a lot oh, she's to the match. Fantastic. And I like the idea. I mean, our one of our, our favorite refs, maybe our favorite ref of all time, Red Shoes, is always part of a story. He's always very animated like this, and he's always somebody who's getting in the mix. Yep. And so I, I totally love her role in this. Totally. And yeah, she did like she did the spinning her fingers like this. She did a whole 360 and then tossed them out. Yeah, it was great. I love that stuff. Fantastic. I think it's so. Great. What led up to that was Hager comes out after XLX. There's already out there. Hager runs out. He's on the apron. Mox clocks him. Jericho then hits a code breaker right into the walls. Mox gets the rope. So and then Mox starts getting in, in Aubrey's face. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Mox hits the belly to back on him, then a clothesline. Or Jericho got in Aubrey's face. Sorry, yes, Jericho got in Aubrey's face. My apologies. And then Hager clocks Mox, mm-hmm. and Aubrey like got the sense that happened, mm-hmm. and that's when she tossed. Yeah. Uh, however, uh, while she's distracted with the inner circle getting them out of there, Sammy runs in, hits Mox with the title. Jericho, of course, covers. Mox kicks out. Uh, shortly thereafter, Mox goes for a paradigm shift. Jericho gouges Mox's good eye. Yeah, I mean, from way earlier on, Mox was already bleeding. Oh, he's bleeding a ton out of his uh, from under his eye patch. Yeah, then he kept he, on having to like reposition or something. <laughs> yeah, then he gets then he boots him in the in the good eye. Uh, then he drops a knee on him from the second rope. And was it at this point when he got the big? No, he was bleeding already from the, from earlier. From he did because wasn't there like two, it seemed like there were two blood spots. There was like when he was first when he got when he got uh, a power bomb through the table he was bleeding there not through the t- when the, oh, the ring no, bell one early yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think what it was is that he had the eye patch and he was covering up the wound and somebody I think the blood was maybe pooling up somewhat under the eye patch and so he'd adjust it and then like blood would just come pouring out yeah I maybe that could that could be that could be that could be um, so Mox is doing the hey I can't see anything thing like he did against Santana so he's swinging wildly mm-hmm. and so Jericho sets up for a Judas effect Mox ducks that uh, then he avoids a clothesline uh, hits a paradigm shift but not the elevated one right that's so when he takes the eye patch yeah. off and is like hi ah, look it's see. good I I'm alright yeah, I'm good and then he hits another paradigm shift that gets in the win uh Pretty much immediately as Jericho rolls out of the ring, they get a brand new T-shirt with the AEW title with Mox spray painted on it. And back says, I was there. I'm guessing that was available to purchase at the conclusion of the show at all the merchandise stands. Yeah. Um, and so he drops a promo. Uh, and he says, uh, you are the end of this title belongs here. I'll recreate it. Well, first he says, I love this ish. 
Yeah, I love this shit. It's great. Um, and it says, pretty much says, fans, this is all for you. This You're, title is for Chicago. He says, uh, the fans are the energy that fuels AEW. Said a year ago, they, I assume himself, Tony Khan, the EVPs at AEW, had a conversation about bringing pro wrestling. Pro wrestling. It put heavy emphasis on pro, pro wrestling. wrestling. Back to the people. Says his title wins for all the fans. Says it's beer clock. Whoa, gimmick infringement. And there's like a weird pause. Like he's looking towards a ramp like someone's going to come out. Yeah. They hit his music. And then he goes, what the F? Yeah. And then the music stops. And he says, I'm not going to hide behind this title. I'm going to run through everybody. Uh, uh, I'm going to beat everybody. Uh, it's time to knock back some whiskey. And then he leaves. So then he leaves. It goes to black. And then it cuts back. And then we're back in with him for about two seconds. And it goes back to black. And it says, thank you for watching this. Mm -hmm. Good night from Chicago or whatever. Yeah. Um, we tied. We, we literally got everything right. Um, yeah, predictions-wise. So I, I, I felt bad about... Uh, I did not feel good about my uh, Omega page pick. I thought the Young Bucks uh, walking into today. I thought they were going to have it, but they didn't. Nope. We tied. So this stays, there. stays with me. On your shoulder. Trying to, to get this one lose stolen. Lose that one. I didn't lose Big Red. It was stole. It was stolen. Not with this. No, you did that at first. Did, did, no. That's the truth. I didn't. It was stolen. I didn't lose it. Anyways, let's just finish this. Hey, we did. Hey, congratulations, though. Too good, me, because we are Discord champions. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, man. I don't even know how that all that works. Me neither, but we're that. It's cool. We were told that we won something. Yeah. Good for us. Heck yeah, dude. I'm excited about that. Uh, yeah, anyways. So that's it for the show. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We appreciate it. Want to give a shout out to everybody, by the way. Uh, if you guys have been paying attention, you guys know that we did this uh, charity drive for St. Jude's uh, Children's Research Hospital. And uh, coming out of that crap show that was uh, Crown Royal, yeah. we had raised about $1,500. That's now up to $2,100. Yeah, it was around $1,600, $1,500 when the show ended. Shortly thereafter, it bumped up $1,700. And then once the recap went up and word got out, mm -hmm. we're up to about $2,100 right now. Yeah. And that's awesome. Thank you so much, everybody. It's really great. Also, for the next couple days, friendomarket.com and friendomerch.com. If you go there, it directs you to our Teespring store where we got more stuff. 20% off. Use the promo code Revo, R-V-O. I'm sorry, R-E-V-O. 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 The first part of the word revolution. That gets you 20% off. That's going to be good for like a couple days. So uh, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We appreciate it. Till next time, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye.